Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, June 2nd. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the King James for the Brit, Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Shalak Leka, and it means send for yourself. Numbers 14, 16-30 It must be because Hashem was powerless to bring that people into the land He had promised them on oath that He slaughtered them in the wilderness. Therefore, I pray, let my Lord's forbearance be great, as you have declared, saying, Hashem, slow to anger and abounding in kindness, forgiving iniquity and transgression, yet not remitting all punishment, but visiting the iniquity of fathers upon children, upon the third and fourth generations. Pardon, I pray, the iniquity of this people according to your great kindness, as you have forgiven this people ever since Egypt. And Hashem said, I pardon as you have asked. Nevertheless, as I live, and as Hashem's presence fills the whole world, none of the men who have seen my presence and the signs that I have performed in Egypt and in the wilderness, and who have tried me these many times and have disobeyed me, shall see the land that I promised on oath to their fathers. None of those who spurn me shall see it, but my servant Caleb, because he was imbued with a different spirit and remained loyal to me, Him will I bring into the land that he entered, and his offspring shall take hold of it as a possession. Now the Amalekites and the Canaanites occupy the valleys. Start out then tomorrow, and march into the wilderness by way of the Sea of Reeds. Hashem spoke further to Moses and Aaron, How much longer will that wicked community keep muttering against me? Very well, 
I have heeded the incessant muttering of the Israelites against me. Say to them, As I live, says Hashem, I will do to you just as you have urged me. In this very wilderness shall your carcasses drop. Of all of you who were recorded in your various lists from the age of twenty years up, you who have muttered against me, not one shall enter the land in which I swore to to settle you, except Caleb, son of Jephunneh, and Joshua, son of Nun. Second Samuel nineteen eleven to twenty thirteen. But Absalom, whom we anointed over us, has died in battle. Why then do you sit idle instead of escorting the king back? The talk of all Israel reached the king in his quarters. So King David sent this message to the Kohanim Zadok and Evyartar. Speak to the elders of Yehuda and say, Why should you be the last to bring the king back to his palace? You are my kinsmen, my own flesh and blood. Why should you be the last to escort the king back? And to Amasa say this, You are my own flesh and blood. May Hashem do thus and more to me if you do not become my army commander permanently in place of Joab. So Amasa swayed the hearts of all the Judites as one man, and they sent a message to the king, Come back with all your followers. The king started back and arrived at the Jordan, and the Judites went to Gilgal to meet the king and to conduct the king across the Jordan. Shimei, son of Gera, the Benjamite from Bahurim, hurried down with the Judites to meet King David, accompanied by a thousand Benjamites, and Ziba, the servant of the house of Saul, together with his fifteen sons and twenty slaves, rushed down to the Jordan ahead of the king, while the crossing was being made, to escort the king's family over, and to do whatever he wished. Shimei, son of Gera, flung himself before the king as he was about to cross the Jordan. He said to the king, Let not my lord hold me guilty, and do not remember the wrong your servant committed on the day my lord the king left Jerusalem. Let your majesty give it no thought, for your servant knows that he has sinned. So here I have come down today, the first of all the house of Joseph, to meet my lord the king. Thereupon Abishai, son of Zeruiah, spoke up, Shouldn't Shimei be put to death for that, insulting Hashem's anointed? But David said, What has this to do with you, you sons of Zeruiah, that you should cross me today? Should a single Israelite be put to death today? Don't I know that today I am again king over Israel? Then the king said to Shimei, You shall not die, and the king gave him his oath. Mephibosheth, the grandson of Saul, also came down to meet the king. He had not pared his toenails or trimmed his mustache or washed his clothes from the day that the king left until the day he returned safe. When he came from Jerusalem to meet the king, the king asked him, Why didn't you come with me, Mephibosheth? He replied, My lord the king, my own servant deceived me. Your servant planned to saddle his donkey and ride on it and go with your majesty, for your servant is lame. 
Ziba has slandered your servant to my lord the king. But my lord the king is like an angel of Hashem. Do as you see fit. For all the members of my father's family deserved only death from my lord the king. Yet you set your servant among those who ate at your table. What right have I to appeal further to your majesty? The king said to him, You need not speak further. I decree that you and Ziba shall divide the property. And Mephibosheth said to the king, Let him take it all, as long as my lord the king has come home safe. Barzillai the Giladite had come down from Rogolan and passed on to the Jordan with the king to see him off at the Jordan. Barzillai was very old, eighty years of age, and he had provided the king with food during his stay at Mahanaim, for he was a very wealthy man. The king said to Barzillai, Cross over with me, and I will provide for you in Jerusalem at my side. But Barzillai said to the king, How many years are left to me that I should go up with your majesty to Jerusalem? I am now eighty years old. Can I tell the difference between good and bad? Can your servant taste what he eats and drinks? Can I still listen to the singing of men and women? Why then should your servant continue to be a burden to my lord, the king? Your servant could barely cross the Jordan with your majesty. Why should your majesty reward me so generously? Let your servant go back and let me die in my own town, near the graves of my father and mother. But here is your servant, Shimham. Let him cross with my lord the king, and do for him as you see fit. And the king said, Shimham shall cross with me, and I will do for him as you see fit. And anything you want me to do, I will do for you. All the troops crossed the Jordan. And when the king was ready to cross, the king kissed Barzillai and bade him farewell, and Barzillai returned to his home. The king passed on to Gilgal, with Shimham accompanying him, and all the Judite soldiers and part of the Israelite army escorted the king across. Then all the men of Israel came to the king and said to the king, Why did our kinsmen, the men of Yehuda, steal you away and escort the king and his family across the Jordan? along with all David's men. All the men of Yehuda replied to the men of Israel, Because the king is our relative, why should this upset you? Have we consumed anything that belongs to the king? Has he given us any gifts? But the men of Israel answered the men of Yehuda, We have ten shares in the king, and in David too. We have more than you. Why then have you slighted us? Were we not the first to propose that our king be brought back? However, the men of Yehuda prevailed over the men of Israel. A scoundrel named Sheba, son of Bichri, a Benjamite, happened to be there. He sounded the shofar and proclaimed, We have no portion in David, no share in Yishai's son, every man to his tent, O Israel. All the men of Israel left David and followed Sheba, son of Bichri. But the men of Yehuda accompanied their king from the Jordan to Jerusalem. 
David went to his palace in Jerusalem, and the king took the ten concubines he had left to mind the palace and put them in a guarded place. He provided for them, but he did not cohabit with them. They remained in seclusion until the day they died, in living widowhood. The king said to Amasa, Call up the men of Yehuda to my standard and report here three days from now. Amasa went up to call up Yehuda, but he took longer than the time set for him. And David said to Abishai, Now Sheba, son of Bichri, will cause us more trouble than Absalom. So take your lord's servants and pursue him before he finds fortified towns and eludes us. Joab's men, the Cherethites and the Pelethites, and all the warriors marched out behind him. They left Jerusalem in pursuit of Sheba, son of Bichri. They were near the great stone in Gibbon when Amasa appeared before them. Joab was wearing his military dress with his sword girded over it and fastened around his waist in its sheath, and as he stepped forward it fell out. Joab said to Amasa, How are you, brother? And with his right hand Joab took hold of Amasa's beard as if to kiss him. Amasa was not on his guard against the sword in Joab's left hand, and Joab drove it into his belly, so that his entrails poured out on the ground, and he died. He did not need to strike him a second time. Joab and his brother Abishai then set off in pursuit of Sheba, son of Bichri, while one of Joab's henchmen stood by the corpse and called out, Whoever favors Joab and whoever is on David's side, follow Joab. Amasa lay in the middle of the road, drenched in his blood, and the man saw that everyone stopped. And when he saw that all the people were stopping, he dragged Amasa from the road into the field and covered him with a garment. Once he was removed from the road, everybody continued to follow Joab in pursuit of Sheba, son of Bichri. John 21, 1-25 After these things Yeshua showed himself again to the disciples at the Sea of Tiberias, and on this wise showed he himself. These were together Simon Peter and Thomas called Didymus, and Nathanael of Cana in Galilee, and the sons of Zebedee, and two other of his disciples. Simon Peter said to them, I go a-fishing. They said to him, We also go with you. They went forth and entered into a ship immediately, and that night they caught nothing. But when the morning was now come, Yeshua stood on the shore. But the disciples knew not that it was Yeshua. Then Yeshua said to them, Children, have you any meat? They answered him, No. And he said to them, Cast your net on the right side of the ship, and you shall find. They cast therefore, and now they were not able to draw it for the multitude of fish. Therefore that disciple whom Yeshua loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat unto him, for he was naked, and did cast himself into the sea. And the other disciples came in a little ship, for they were not far from land, but as it were two hundred cubits, dragging the net with fishes. As soon then as they were come to the land, they saw a fire of coals there, and fish laid thereon, and bread. 
Yeshua said to them, Bring of the fish which you have now caught. Simon Peter went up and drew the net to, to land full of great fishes, a hundred and fifty-three. And for all there were so many, yet was not the net broken. Yeshua said to them, Come and dine. And none of the disciples did ask him, Who are you? Knowing that it was the Lord. Yeshua then came and took bread and gave them, and fish likewise. This is now the third time that Yeshua showed himself to his disciples after he was risen from the dead. So when they had dined, Yeshua said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me more than these? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Feed my lambs. He said to him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? He said to him, Yes, Lord, you know that I love you. And he said to him, Feed my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, do you love me? Peter was grieved because he said to him the third time, Do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know all things. You know that I love you. Yeshua said to him, Feed my sheep. Verily, verily, I say to you, when you were young, you girded yourself and walked wherever you would. But when you shall be old, you shall stretch forth your hands, and another shall gird you and shall carry you where you would rather not go. This he spoke, signifying by what death he should glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning about, saw the disciple whom Yeshua loved following, which also leaned on his breast at supper, and said, Lord, which is he that betrays you? Peter, seeing him, said to Yeshua, Lord, and what shall this man do? Yeshua said to him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Then went this saying abroad among the brethren, that the disciples should not die. Yet Yeshua said not unto him, He shall not die, but if I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to you? This is the disciple which testifies of these things, and wrote these things, and we know that his testimony is true. And there are also many other things which Yeshua did, the which, if they should be written every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. Psalm 120, 1-7 In my distress I cried unto the Lord, and he heard me. Deliver my soul, O Lord, from lying lips, and from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you, or what shall be done unto you, you false tongue? Sharp arrows of the mighty with coals of juniper. Woe is me that I sojourn in Mesek, that I dwell in the tents of Kedar. My soul has long dwelt with him that hates peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. Proverbs 16, 16 and 17 
How much better is it to get wisdom than gold, and to get understanding, rather than to be chosen than silver? The highway of the upright is to depart from evil. He that keeps his way preserves his soul. Please enjoy this beautiful worship song, The Blessing, from Elevation Worship and Global Choir.
from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>